Dr. Christina Voigt is a renowned expert in international environmental law and professor at the University of Oslo. For more than 10 years, she has served as legal advisor and negotiator for the government of Norway at UN Climate Negotiations. Dr. Voigt is a member of the Independent Expert Panel for the Legal Definition of Ecocide, which published its findings earlier this month. Dr. Voigt, thank you very much for joining me today to discuss your work on the definition. Why did you decide to be part of this particular project? Well, first of all, it wasn't something that was unknown to me. One of the initial proponents and maybe most active um, fighters for ecocide was Holly Higgins, a UK-based barrister. But she was here in Oslo for uh, the duration of one year and she gave talks at the university and I met with her several times and we had very intense discussions and I was very intrigued by her work and by her ideas. Um, and then, you know, then she, she passed away. So when, when the um, director of the Stop Ecocide Foundation, Jojo Mehta, when she approached me last year and asked me if I would like to join that panel of experts to provide a definition, um, I didn't have to think twice because I was familiar with the work, but I also thought that this particular task was intellectually challenging, really difficult. And it was just a very interesting endeavor to engage in together with these other 11 um, lawyers to come up with a definition of how to capture all these ideas that had been floating around, but hadn't been really you know, captured in one concise definition. So you mentioned, of course, the, the panel of experts, and I think it'd be very interesting to hear what was your approach to the definition, and in particular, what were you able to borrow from existing principles of international criminal law and human rights on one hand, and on the other hand, what were some of the brand new challenges that you were faced with? Well, the, the idea of ecocide is a brand new challenge to start with. You know, there is nothing like this, um, at least when it comes to severe environmental destruction through peacetime. But we had to be realistic. You know, we had to be realistic in the sense that we couldn't come up with something that nobody has ever heard of. So we had to rely on, uh, on formulations, on terms, on concepts that sounded familiar, or hopefully sound familiar to states. And that's why we borrowed partly from Article 8 uh, to B4 in terms of you know, severe, long-term, widespread environmental harm. As you, as you saw, we didn't copy and paste, but we had a disjunct uh, um, threshold. Um, we also looked at the existing definitions of widespread, of long-term, of severe, and borrowed from there. But we also had to come up with new elements, like the definition of the environment that wasn't, that wasn't there. That was something we had to, you know, to, to, to come up with based on scientific uh, inputs. But we also had other challenges. For example, we wanted to include environmental damage because the existing four crimes all have a human element you know it has to be harm in some way or the other to humans and for us it was important to capture different categories of harm including also purely environmental harm not only uh, harm to humans so that that was a, a challenge and it was a discussion we had another one is the issue around lawfulness because many of the environmentally destructive <laughs> acts they happen purely lawfully you know, and then the question is, how can you do or how can you make something that is lawful an international crime that is of interest to the entire community? Yeah, and I think just to dive straight into, I guess, what has been a point of controversy and, and the question of balancing that, that you were mentioning yourself, 
perhaps just to for our listeners to read out the definition of wanton, which um, per the definition means with reckless disregard for damage, which would be clearly excessive in relation to the social and economic benefits anticipated. And to some, uh, this has been criticized as overly narrow and anthropocentric. And I was just thinking if we could hear, well, first of all, do you agree at all? And perhaps what were some of the limitations and the, the concrete things that the panel had in mind when drafting these provisions? Um, well, I mean, I'm aware of the, the criticism and, you know, people can think different things and they are free to, <laughs> to put forward their ideas. Um, the, the requirement of wantonness comes in when we are dealing with lawful behavior. So the, the definition captures acts that are lead to severe or, or either uh, widespread or long-term environmental damage. Quite a lot of uh, activities are purely lawful. There's nothing wrong with it under domestic law and still they cause environmental damage. And in some cases, it is damage that has been taken into account in the planning acts or whatever. You know, any any airport you build or any road or whatever leads to severe and either widespread or long-term damage. Um, but we had to find a way to even capture lawful acts, but not every and all of them, but only those that are most are leading to most excessive harm or are just unjustifiable in terms of that, that balancing between social and economic uh, benefits and the severe in, environmental um, uh, harm. And that's what we captured by, by this requirement of, of wantonness. And maybe just to wrap us up, looking to the future, what are your hopes to carry this forward? Are you going to be working on anything personally uh, going forward with the definition? In terms of where should this go, I mean, as you know, you know, the, the, the process to amending the Rome Statute isn't an easy one. But right now, it just needs one state, you know, one single state who says, OK, I put this proposal to the UN Secretary General in New York as, you know, as an idea. And then the UN Secretary General would just has a formal role, just would have to put it to the, um, the, the, the member state assembly. And then it needs a, a majority to make it a formal uh, negotiation task. And it has to be adopted by two thirds and then it's only binding to those states that ratify the amendment and so forth. We, we know this. But you know, right now, if one state puts it forward, the game is on, at least for now. And you may know that your next secretary general actually did mention Ecocide in one of his uh, speeches and said something along the lines like the time is right. You know, the environmental degradation is so significant and picking up the, the most uh, severe environmentally destructive behavior on an individual level and individual responsibility in the context of ecocide is just something you know, whose time has come.